How are you doing today? Or should I say starry, starry night, Rabbi? I'm really, really good, but I'm, I'm troubled. I'm wrestling with a, maybe a philosophic concept or a theologic concept. And it's appearing more and more in the news and it's more and more upsetting. The idea of freedom to practice my religion and freedom from religion from other people forcing religion on me. And it's kind of a tightrope, a balancing act, and it's becoming more disturbing because both groups are after all of us and as well as each other. The idea of we are guaranteed freedom to practice our religion. And we know any time in world history, in universal history, world history, when one religion has dominated, forced people to practice that one religion, there wasn't a good outcome. There wasn't a good outcome for the economy, for people. It was bad. And we only have to look at the history of Europe and look at Afghanistan, where one religion dominates, never has a good outcome, never has a good outcome. And the other is when People force religion on you. There never has been a good outcome in history when people aren't allowed to practice their religion or when people are forced to practice a specific religion. When there's no protection from religion, always a bad outcome. And we can't seem to learn from history, Joe. And it's very, very disturbing. Now, are you talking about religious groups coming to your door and knocking on them and telling you about how Jesus wants to save you? Or are you talking about government practice? Oh, people knocking on my door, I'm at liberty to say no thank you, or, oh, let me listen to what you have to say, or, gee, leave me a copy of your pamphlet. That's perfectly reasonable, and areas have no soliciting if we want to bar anyone from selling vacuum cleaners, mops, or their religion. No. That's really a harmless kind of, because I can walk away. I don't have to listen. It's not in the public forum. So no, that's fine. They can practice their religion says they need to go door to door. Then I'm free to say, no, thank you. I'm not being forced to in any way. I don't have to listen. No, that's not what it is. It's using the government to promote one's particular religion. Uh, England, France, Protestants versus Catholics. Look at the history. Look at the outcome. It wasn't good when one religion said, we're the one and we're going to force it on another country. We're going to expel you if you don't practice our religion. Didn't have a good outcome. Never has. Never will. So I, we're dealing with things in the public forum, not privately, not quietly. And there's a danger and nobody seems to want to listen to moderate. everyone jumps to one extreme or the other i should be allowed to tell everybody anybody i should be allowed to use government use laws regulations to promote my views again i refer to afghanistan where women are no longer allowed to go to school women are excluded from the government it's it's their religion so they've made the country a religious practice that excludes women, and also allows women to be raped, women to be tortured, anything you want to do to them because they're chattel 
their property, according to Afghanistan, according to their version of Islam. You tell me that's good. And that's a, that's a good model for what happens when we allow people to use government, to use the laws, to promote their religion. And then they fall back and say, but I'm only practicing my religion. No, you're not. You're not practicing anything. You're using the government as a tool to get the rest of us to practice your religion. And you could do it, but it doesn't have a good outcome. But I know, first of all, I know many, you know, people who, of Muslim faith who do not treat their wives disrespectfully or as chattel, but they do see the different sexes as different roles. And I know these people not in Afghanistan, but in the United States or in other countries where freedom of religion is more or less open and possible. And yet there are also examples in the United States where that freedom conflicts with the laws of the country. And you've said many times that in Judaism, the Torah says, the law of the land is the law you should follow. But what happens when there's a conflict between another religion and the law of the land? It conflicts with their beliefs. I think we have to stop and have respect for other religions and other groups. And I would use the history of Europe, not just Afghanistan. If we look back, all anywhere you want to look, there's not a good outcome, even for the people that are promoting it. It's not a good outcome when you promote one religion as the only way, the best way. And if we're talking about the laws of the country conflicting with your religion, it's you. Now, it's different if the laws conflict with every single religion in the country. Then I think we have a good case. But I've said it before. What if I pass a bill? You can't have any pork products because it's not kosher. I want kosher dietary laws throughout the United States. That's a parochial particular view that I'm imposing on the country. And according to my religion, you're going to be judged and it's not gonna be a good judgment if you violate these laws. So don't pull on me, um, life, death, whatever it might be. We have to sit back and say, there are many religions in this country and there are different views with different things going on. And if I impose my parochial views, it's not gonna have a good outcome. Look at prohibition. Look at what happened with prohibiting the use of, of alcohol. It made some Canadian families very, very wealthy. It didn't have the outcome that people wanted it to have. And I would use all those as examples of what happens when we promote a specific view that's not consistent with the rest of the country. And therein lies my argument. Our government is based on majority rule. And that majority is relied upon to be correct and intelligent. So obviously nobody watches television in the United States anymore. What if the majority of people in, a, in the country say, well, we need to be a more Christian nation, or we need to be a more Muslim nation, or we need to be a more Jewish nation. What, and the majority of people vote for that. 
that we need to lean more in that direction. That sort of follows the basic rule of democracy at the same time as violating the precept in the Bill of Rights of freedom of religion, doesn't it? And the freedom from religion. And I would say to our majority, take a look at what you're doing and look at what's happened historically. When views were imposed, it's different if we all agree that drinking and driving a vehicle is not a good idea. There's no one out there that says my religion requires me to drive drunk. And therefore the majority of our country says you should be allowed to drive drunk. We recognize that for the good of our country. And so I think the majority needs to take a look at what's good for our country. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. And the outcome from what you're promoting, I say, doesn't have a good outcome. And we, I can point out as many examples as you would need to realize that maybe we should back off. That even though I think this is a good idea, there's enough other people that don't. And just like prohibition, it was the majority ruled. We had it. Bad idea. Didn't work. And there's another example where we're imposing on, the, on a group what the majority claims is what should be. And that would be my argument, would be the argument from history, from reality. Now to break out United States Government 101. So this is the role of the Supreme Court, the judicial branch, when the congressional and the executive branches come together and come up with something really silly and denominational, someone has to sue and then the Supreme Court says, no, you can't do that. And the danger becomes when the Supreme Court becomes political and the judges on the court aren't there to judge the law. They're not being fair or reasonable. They're there to support a parochial view and that ruins the court because the idea of a judge is to be fair, is to see both sides and not bring your parochial view in to make a decision. Once you do that, it's no longer effective in creating the balance. And again, I would look at Europe, the Protestants and Catholics, all the wars that ensued. I would look, point out the Sunni and the Shia. I would point out Afghanistan. All of these are examples where the court system was not judging, not even fairly, they weren't judging. Rather, they were promoting political views, had a bad outcome. I don't know why we wanna follow along things that have a bad outcome. Because it's bad for everybody. It's bad for the majority who think this is a wonderful, terrific thing. It's just not true. It's bad for everyone. So we started this segment by saying that you were upset. Well, you said you were upset about this. Now, Rabbi, I grant you powers hereby vested in me by YouTube and our channel. What would you do to fix it? What would make you happy and feel better? To have everyone recognize we should be allowed to practice our own religion and we should be free from someone else forcing us or trying to make us follow their religion and acknowledge there are as many ways to reach God as there are stars in the sky above. And my way isn't the only way, isn't the right way. And I want to respect other people's views and give them a chance to practice their religion for them and I don't want them to practice, to force me to practice their religion because they think I'm wrong 
and they're right. That's what I would like. Well, I know what I like, Rabbi. I like the wisdom that comes forth from you and the stars above every week. Thank you so much. And I'd like to thank all our listeners and remind everyone that we, you can listen to the audios on podcasts, The Rabbi and I.